It's all yours, Andrew. It's all mine. Yeah. That's our first, man. That's our first video game intro. I love it, man. Andrew, thank you very much, man. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Wait, can I say it? I'm a Mario. I'm going to win this race. Okay. So, we uh, got to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping, I guess, eh? We are at Skylux. Skylux. Mark, thank you again so much for letting us use a home away from home. Best place to record a podcast. You guys have been working hard during this entire uh, pandemic. Outside, working on the roofs, working well, working safe. That's what they've been doing. So, Mark, thank you again so much for uh, letting the Construction Life record. And we have a very special guest here, Carlito. Mm. We have Andrew Preta. Yeah, Pret, Prete, whatever. Prete, sorry, Prete. Hey, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. Prete, right? And your carpenter underscore on, on underscore site. site. What's the website? No website. No, uh, no social media other than Instagram. All that, referral based company. That's it. I like it. I like it so far. Yeah. Let's. Uh, we're gonna talk a lot about carpentry, and we're gonna talk about hardwood flooring. We're gonna talk about anything to do with wood, please, basically. Please and thank you. So we're gonna have a lot of fun talking. We've had other carpenters in here before. We've always had a blast. And Manny loves talking about wood. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting that it's one, be folks. Hardwood, though, I guess, right? <laughs> Wasn't expecting that one. Uh, speaking of hardwood, I actually wanted to bring up a little construction historical fact kind of thing, eh? History with Manny. <laughs> <laughs> we have a huge budget here on uh, intros. Um, hardwood flooring in history. How far back do you think it dates, Andrew? Ooh, well. When did the Italy, hardwood flooring... I was flooring... just in Italy not long ago, and I was in a castle in Naples, and I saw some herringbone floors, and that was... Poof. Like 16 something. Wow. Wow. 1600s, man. Yeah. Wow. So wood began to be more Wait a frequent. Second. Did we get someone that actually. Ringer. Made... We have a you ringer. You got it right. <laughs> you wow. got it right. Wood flooring began uh, most frequently. It was used as flooring, often in unfinished planks, supported by wood joists over dirt or stone. Yeah. Wow. That's how they got started. And uh, that's around the 1625. And it went until 1714s. Can you tell me the first tongue and groove? Flooring. Ooh. When was that? Jeez. When was that first invented? I'm gonna pull a rabbit out of my hat and say 1601. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't work when that fast. When was the first man. hand planer invented? <laughs> <laughs> that was 1885, man. Wow. 18, not that long ago, to be honest, man. Yeah. 1885, and that's when they first invented the machine to actually pull that off. That's wicked. So that was a little. History with Manny. <laughs> so now over to Andrew. It's okay. all it's all about you now, man. We really appreciate you coming what into the show. What do you want show. to know? Shoot. We want to know. Load okay, your nail gun. You're a young guy. He's probably you're yes. probably uh, you're in your I'm gonna guess late twenties, early thirties at the max. I Mid- am thirty. Just turned thirty. Thirty. There you go. Nice. You know we got twenty years on you, man. Yeah. Almost twenty years on you. So how long have you been in construction? Ooh, uh, I've been on the tools full time since. 2009, 2008, when I finished my apprenticeship. How did that go? I had a fantastic journey, actually, to be honest with you. I started off in high school, manufacturing shop class. Mr. Nolan taught me the basics. What high school is this? John Cabot Catholic Secondary School. And they had a shop class? Manufacturing. 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. Still there right now. He's still teaching it. That's amazing. We were just talking about this on another show, about how many schools still have them. There's not very many. Wow. So 10 years ago, still, and they still have them today. Yeah, he's still, still being there. used. Yes. Wow. 
They're I like changing that. the teacher right now, actually, to Mr. Mark Antonio, because he's going to be retiring soon, Mr. Nolan. So they're swapping one Italian for another Italian. He's actually uh, <laughs> Ethiopian. He used to race antelopes in Nigeria. Or no way. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Really, huh? So a common term that he used for us was uh, spinning the class. He'd call us uh, squares, and he's the circle. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot, man. That's really good. So he sounds like a cool guy. Yeah, very cool guy. Taught very you cool a lot. Guy. Yeah, he taught us to respect the tools. Uh, you know, they got no emotion. Basics, shop safety, stuff like that. And then once I uh, got my hands on, you know, a thickness planer, a bandsaw and whatnot, the, the book got opened up and I just started writing. From there, graduated 2007, went right into the apprenticeship two weeks after I graduated. Uh, that was the summer of 07. And then, you know, did the four years, 7,200 hours. Worked for Ellis Don, worked for uh, Hogson Forming. From there, picked and chose different avenues of carpentry that I wanted to dabble with. Eventually, I got sick of all the rough stuff, and then I uh, went to finish. How was the 7,200 hours? My experience was good. Uh, a you lot learned? Of, yeah, I learned a lot of stuff that you don't need to know, but a lot of stuff you do like need what? to know. You know, fastening metal racking in Home Depots. It's not really, you know what I mean? That's union work, right? But you uh, got to start somewhere. Yeah, oh, 100%, but that's what veered me away from the union, got doing it. stuff like that. Another thing that I noticed with the apprenticeship was... You have to know framing, forming, and all that whatnot. They teach you at your first term, and then last term when you write your ticket, you have to remember something from four years ago, and we don't do hand-cut roofs in the union. We don't do none of that stuff, local, local 27 at least. found that was deceiving. It's uh, all engineered nowadays, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They expect you to know, you know stair calculations and whatnot, which you do need to know. I find it fantastic knowing that stuff, but you don't use it on a daily basis. You know, you call in a stair company, they make your stairs for you, right? You're not really making it. Is it good still, though, to have that 100%. old school information in your head? 100%. I agree with you. You know what? I, I found myself building stairs all the time, even if they were just construction stairs, brand new build. So, But you can cut corners on construction stairs, you know what I mean? You can, but yeah. there's bad inspectors or good inspectors that will be hard on you. If you don't make I it think it's still good. Case. It's still good that you guys are being taught that. Oh, yeah. There was yeah, a basic stair course. There was a basic, there was a chiseling, sharpening course, framing, drywall, welding course, uh, mandatory welding course, a little bit of flooring. They taught hand cut roofs. They taught forming. They taught prefab panel systems, platform framing, stick framing, balloon framing, all that stuff. Wow. Everything, every, everything you need to know. Local 27 is the way to go. I would have to say if you're going to base your apprenticeship on anything, it'd be that. Don't go to George Brown. <laughs> no, that, that's... You build, you build an actual house, though, in their facility, opposed to popsicle sticks at George Brown. Yeah, that's what I've always had a problem with the schools. They're not up to date, man. They are not thinking forward. They're not, right? So when you say that they built, you guys actually build a school, that's interesting. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a good experience. I mean, and that makes a lot of sense, man, to me. When you're working for 27, you didn't... Was. Was, was working. working. How long were you there for? So I did my whole apprenticeship there all four years and then I stayed in it for a couple years after that just because I didn't know where I wanted to go I stayed forming for a bit from there I left because I was just sick of it didn't there was no spunk there was no final product that to be proud of right so then I went working for a bunch of private trim companies Tomasi Carpentry was one of them and then from there I they slowed down so then I need to find more work I made a couple phone calls and I got set up on a site with Trim all construction, Nelson Gonzalez. I thought I knew something. He chewed me up and spit me right out. <laughs> really, huh? Oh, you have no idea. How many years he has? He dropped out of elementary school to trim houses. What? Yeah. 
He's 42. He's been trimming now since he was like seven. School of Hard Knocks. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He taught me systems on on doing things that blow your mind away, man. Time efficient, minimizes the steps. One of the phrases he says the most and put in my head is, you got 20,000 steps to do in a day. Grab your pencil, grab your tape measure, tie your boots, whatever. Do you want to do 22,000 or do you want to do 19,000? Got it. Just try and be efficient with yourself, right? So how long are you working for him there? I worked for him. I still technically kind of sometimes work for him. We collab once in a while, but I worked for him for about three years. We did about maybe three, 400 houses. Wow. Yeah, we, me and him, two-man crew trimming a house a day. Wow, this is all subdivision. Yeah, it's all subdivision. Fly in, get out. How much time did you guys have to actually do it? They gave us two days, two days for a house. We were popping off a house every day. Is that MDF? All MDF, pre-hung, pre Finger joint? Yeah, yeah, finger joint, cutting all the oak stairs on site, no miter saws. He did everything with a coping saw. All of the windows were pre-cut. Like he would pre-cut them for all of his math and we'd go in there with the coping saw, just micro adjust, minimize the walks to the saw. He wouldn't even bring a table in. He'd cut on the floor, it's your longest table. Wow. <laughs> you got to meet this guy, man. You want to have your head spun? He'll spin you right well, around. Well, hook us up. Get him on the show. We'll get him on the show. I'll and we'll try. Talk. He's yeah. really... Uh, I'm sure he's busy. He just doesn't care to talk to people. Oh, he doesn't want it? So how, how was he when he first met you? He just basically... So he, was, so he had a partner, uh, John. I was probably 20, maybe 24 at the time. Yeah, give or take. So they had a partner. They took me on just to, you know, bring in the tools, make their lives easier. I thought I knew something, but I clearly didn't. <laughs> they were arguing, saying, hey, he's not worth the money, this, this, and that. Nelson was preaching, saying we should keep him in the long term, you know, whatever, he'll, he'll be an asset Investment. to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure enough, long story short, they split up, not over me, but over the fact of having a helper and whatnot. So then he gave me an option. He said, do you want to work for that guy or do you want to work for me? Chose the man, the, you know, the brains behind the, the operation. And ever since then, it's been white on rice. Wow, oh, I love it. Yeah, they broke up over me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got a probably good, and other good stories like that, too. <laughs> so, was school worth it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, that's yes, good yes, to hear. Yes, 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 100%, 100%. Genos theory doesn't always cut it. You need to know why you're doing things and why it's being done that way. You need to know, you know, what's behind the walls when you're putting nails and casing. You know, layout's huge. Big, 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 big thing they taught layout. I think that the base of my company came from my foundation that I was brought up in. What's the company's name? Carpenter on site. That's the name of the company? Yeah. Carpenter on site. Yeah, man. That's interesting. I like that. How long was Carpenter before, on... before it was Pret Interiors, but I was getting phone calls for tiles, painting. Like You random. want to focus. Yeah, I, I, I try to specialize in just, you know, interior finishings, flooring, you know, doors, floors, trim, waffle ceilings, coffered ceilings, pocket doors, stuff like that. You're in subdivision. You're, tr- you're, you're banging them out in one day. Yeah. The money was fantastic. Don't get it twisted. Really? And this For was one union day. work. Yeah, it was union work. How many guys on the crew doing one Me day? Me and him. Two guys. Two guys. And you're doing what? A 2,000, 2,500 uh, square foot house? We'll say like maybe, I don't know, 20 doors, 15 windows, maybe like, I don't know, six, 750. 20 doors in one? Pre-hung. All pre-hung. Pre- casing's already on it. You'd be surprised how we fly, man. You'd be surprised. You're just shooting the casing? Is that all it is? Uh, yeah, with no deficiencies. Never, ever a deficiency with Nelson. Wow. That's impressive, Were you gluing also? Gluing and nailing, yeah. Going around, sanding your miters, adjusting them with the flat bar so this way the painters didn't have to add profiles or make profiles. He taught me a system. He literally did did chew me up and spit me out 
when I first met him after like, I don't know, maybe like eight, nine months, he's like, you're just a kid with the hat on his head, man. You don't know shit. <laughs> wow. And that's, and that's what it was. But I envied it. I envied it because I was 24, 25 at the time. I thought I knew something. I didn't. He just said, stick with me and I'll teach and you something. And you wanted to learn. 100%. I wanted to learn his, his way though. His way in particular. So was it just by luck that you came across him in particular? Yeah, I feel that it was kind of Because you could have been sent... I could have been sent anywhere. I could have been just taught random, you know, just the, 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 the normal way in doing things, a house every two days, this, this, and that. I mean, the only reason I keep on questioning, Andrew, is, is because the it's majority... Hard to believe. Yeah, the majority of people that go through that track one day in LP There were days I wasn't getting paid. Really? Yeah. Just because it just took Just because out? of too many nails on a, on a window or taking too long to do something. Not that he didn't pay me. It's just, you know, you had to earn it. You really had to earn it. Got it. it. I, got, I got perked in other ways. You know, gas tanks filled up and this and that. But I was there to learn. I wasn't there for the cash. There's a different payment there. Huge. Completely different. What were they charging for linear feet for baseboards and doors? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's really low when it comes to union work. It was basically like 20 to 25 bucks a window. The doors were like, I don't know, probably 30 bucks a door. Oh any, my any God. stairs under three treads, you don't get paid for. You still have to trim them. Uh, you got paid three cents a foot to caulk the house, include the caulking. Uh, That's not part of the painter? No, man. That's why I caulk all my houses now for the painters. What do you use for caulking? I personally like using uh, the red and white dap. Uh, some painters rip on me for it. Some don't. Some are just happy that I'm caulking the house. Yeah. But that's what I use, me personally. I never had an really issue. Mind you, we glue all of our moldings to the walls, so <laughs> I don't got to worry about stuff splitting. Yeah. I mean, at those prices, more, like a lot of guys... You got to move. You got to move. The industry is spending more money on their lunch than you making on a window or a door. For sure. But that's why you. Be, that's why we were popping off the house a day. He could afford to pay somebody, you know, thirty plus an hour. And no deficiencies. Very little. Very very little. You know what though? The union teaches you a lot of things, and one of them is it does. speed. It Get does. the work done. Speed. Union subdivision teaches you speed. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And that could change your business for the rest of your life. I think everyone should at least endure a union job for. Yeah, so long yeah, yeah. and then even go on if, their even, own. It, even if you want to be a carpenter i feel you should know how to frame i feel you should know a little bit of forming not to do it but at least know it finishings and whatnot but if you're going to go down an avenue just specialize in it get real yeah. real good at it it was last week that you actually did some concrete forming like yeah i actually did it for a friend of mine he uh he overchipped the wall whatever long story short he needed something done real fast so the project manager didn't see it so i came in there like a bat out of hell and got it's it done for him that's yeah. it done Nice. I knew how to do it. I was my background, so I got it done for the guy. You started that way. How many years were you doing that until you actually decided? Forming and framing? Yeah. No, 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 no. For the, for the track building. Track building? Uh, no, no, no. You were doing, working with Nelson. Oh, Nelson. Sorry. Uh, I was in subdivisions for about two, three years-ish, give or take. Not that But those long. were two, three solid years of learning yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was no union. He okay. Well, he was a union worker. His company was union. Whether or not he was on a union site, I never asked questions. I just showed up. Yeah. I didn't know. Exactly You're doing the work. work. Yeah, I'm just there to learn and do my work. At my that job. point, though, when do you decide to actually go on your own and create the car a carpenter on site? So uh, I was starting to take on little side jobs. I did a bunch of rentals for my brother, my sister, some family members. I started getting good, started understanding what had to get done with the training that I had, and I kind of just. You know, jump both feet into the pond and just started. And just started. And Treat now every house like it's your own, and you got no issues. And that was it. That's it. So you're on your own, no guys. Hundred percent. No, I got a crew of guys. I got uh, two guys full time. One guy floats. He pick and choose when he wants to come, but whatever. 
How old? I got to ask. What does that mean, Which man? guy? Oh. The guy that picks and chooses? Yeah. He's young. He's young. He's got, he, he's, he's hungry, but he's just, he's a millennial, man. And he doesn't know what he wants. You're an elder millennial. I am. I am. I'm, uh, yeah, I could say that. I'm fortunate <laughs> to have older brothers and sisters. Are they also in the industry? No, I'm the only person in my whole family in this so, industry. Wow. The dad, nobody, uncle, you're no, the only. No. So, my so dad's what? got, uh, I think, five brothers and like five sisters. Not one family member. I have one cousin, but. So where's the calling? How did where's you the calling? Yeah, where, how did you decide to get into this? Well, I, I mean, know, next I to high school, what, what high, drew high you school, into it? High school when I entered shop class and I built, uh, I think it was a spice rack. And I blew the class away and the teacher was just like, you got to slow down, man. Like, you know, he just. He just noticed I had a knack for it. Then I did co-op. Co-op put me in the Keaton Center at Dufferin Peel Catholic School Board. I was building cabinets at the school board, doing the installs with uh, one of the Red Seal carpenters that were there. And then from there, I just I just knew at a really young age I was going to be in here. Wow. Really, really I was probably like, I don't know, 20 when I had like my head set in concrete. Good for you. Thank you. Thanks. Because not a lot of people at that age, not a lot of people at our age have that set in concrete, man. It's fun, it's fun building something and seeing the final product. The best payments when you, you hit that goal and your clients are just, they want to pay you. They want to give you that paycheck. That's probably the best part about it. Yeah, those are far It'd be better if they wanted to give you more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how do you find yourself in pricing? Now I'm doing pretty good seeing that, you know, I got give or take five years in pricing stuff and figuring out timeframes and timelines. Seeing that we mainly do doors, floors, and trim, we do everything flat rate, piecework style. So, I mean, I'm pretty good on, on the pricing. I don't really lose that often, unless like you unforeseen something minor, right? How long are you usually in a house? Depends how big the house is, what it is. Yeah, it depends on the say, scope. Say 3,000 square feet. Just regular trim? Let's say like, you know, five, six inch baseboards, four inch casings. Popular so. everything? Manny would, a lot of questions Manny would love that. Manny would love that. Yeah, no, let, no there's let's, a lot of variables. Let, let's stick with MDF a, for now. If it's a normal house, let's say, I don't know, 700 feet of base, 20 doors on average, maybe one or two doubles, trimming staircases, windows. We're probably in there. But, and if I'm not routering it, which usually I am routering, but if it's pre hung, we're probably in and out, give or take a week, and then come back after the painters for back trims. Wow. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I'm going to beat Carlito Why am I quoting this. a job right now for No, you? you're not. You're not <laughs> quoting a job. But okay, so I'm just curious on, since you have no direct influence regarding a family member, or you basically just threw yourself into the system, what brand tools are you then? Oh. Well, well, well. Because I'm going to guess you're yellow or Makita. So it depends what the tool is. Well, carpentry. So if you're doing carpentry and you're you're well, doing, I I I I, uh, I preach the Bosch rack and pinion table saw, hundred percent. I won't choose any other table saw but that one. And why? I just love how firm and rigid it, it can hold up to anything. It doesn't move. It doesn't adjust on you as you go. It's and, actually and the same. It's actually the same height as the t the wall tough case boxes. So for an infeed table, it works out really well. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder if Bosch and Dewalt know that. Mm, I don't know. Maybe they do and they don't really care, right? Because I'd rather be having the Bosch saw myself. Does Bosch have See, but boxes I'm a Bosch yet? miter saw guy. Uh, me. You? I, I am. You are they, too. I, I think it's because you have the table. Uh, yeah, maybe. In my opinion, their stands are the best in portability and getting into and setting up on a job site. Yes. But I mean, Nelson's got a good point that your longest table is the floor. I well, get that. We're, we, he just does that for efficiency. Yeah. 
That's but just because everything's set on the floor. Up. When you're setting up, like Tony and everybody else, when you set up, you want to set up a nice system that's still I'm portable. actually working on a new uh, miter saw stand that I saw Carpenter One build on Instagram there. Nice. I'm going to steal some uh, drawings off him. So you're both Bosch on the miter. Um, so yeah, Bosch. Uh, 10 or 12 on the miter. Both. I got all of them. Look at that. Anything Hilti? That's... Any, no, tell, I, tell have, I haven't. I haven't blessed myself with Hilti yet. I just got into the festival. Um, <laughs> How do you like that? I can't believe I waited this long to get into it. Wow! Yeah. Tell me more. Festool. I don't have everything, but the big components that I'm that I am looking into is the the Domino. Huge, huge. No huge, more biscuits. Huge. I don't mind biscuits. Just the Domino, you get a lot more. You can get a lot more out of it. Plus, you can biscuit half inch ply, and it's super strong. Yeah. 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 That's very true, right? You can't do that with a Domino. No. What is your favorite tool? Man, my laser. Bosch. Nice. <laughs> I just like that it's a laser. <laughs> yeah. I don't use lasers for doors. I don't use it for stuff like that. I use it for setting elevations, uh, you know, bulkheads, uh, you know, multiple doors on one wall, stuff like that. But it does come in handy, that Bosch laser, and let me tell you. <laughs> They're nice. Yeah. You guys are going to have a great friendship, you what? two. Just saying, man. <laughs> Listen, that we've all agreed that every brand's got their good set of tools, except for Hilti. And, uh, well, you know. <laughs> listen, I was expecting Makita. I won't lie. I just purchased the Makita cordless 10-inch, and big fan of it, huge fan of it. I don't like any cordless, man. Any cordless. Uh, well, for 300 bucks, man, you can't go wrong. Miter, wow. table, I don't, I'm Rona not a fan. Closed, Rona closed down. I hopped on it. My buddy bought three, uh, two of them. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice when the economy's going into a tank, right? No, no, not at all, actually. <laughs> yeah. So is this scaring you right now, what's going on? Yes, it is. I mean, me personally, I'm not too, too worried. I got skilled hands. I can go work for the city building forms or whatever. I'm not, me personally, I'm not worried about this. I'm worried about being sanitary. I'm worried about being clean. I got older parents at home and stuff like that. But work-wise, I'm not scared. I don't want to jump right into retirement and savings, but what are you doing for your future? You're still young. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you planning to do? Save my cash, uh, you know, buy properties, invest in myself, invest in, you know, stocks, businesses, whatever I can, really, at the end of the day. So why aren't you doing what everybody else is doing, which is nothing? Why aren't you just like going out and partying? Why aren't you, I don't know, like why aren't you well, doing... Well, for one, I'm backed up on paperwork. So I got a lot of houses that I'm still quoting that from before this whole thing started. So a lot of paperwork's been going down at night. A lot of houses are getting finished up right now. They're on the final, final stages. I just did a house of backroom today, actually. Yesterday, we finished up a basement and... Uh, to be honest, I just got a schedule to uphold, and I can't really, no, no days off. Since you started, that's it. It just started. Yeah. You're working five or six days a week. Seven sometimes. Seven days a week. And you don't Between have... actually on the tools and paperwork. And yeah, it's not. true. Yeah. There's always a second job to the it's first work, job. It's work, man. Yeah, yeah, it's work. But then what about downtime, personal time? And you were just in Naples, so, I mean, you got to spend some time to travel. Uh, yeah, well, if you work, well, I mean, the way that I see it is if, you know, you work hard, you play hard, right? So if, I, if I give it all, if I give it majority of my year you know, work and I want to take a month off. Who's to say I can't do that. So you're doing trimming doors, all levels from bottom to high. You're doing poplar. You're doing MDF. You're yeah. doing coffered ceilings. You're doing paneling. Yeah. And what else are you doing? We do, uh, you know, decorative hardwood flooring, uh, with inlays, inlays borders. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Site finish. Uh, we personally don't do the finish, but, but sand, you sand and stain on site. Yeah. Prep it and all that stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about hardwood a little bit. What's what? your favorite wood? I personally, well, if it's an unfinished product, I personally like a white oak with a, you know, a walnut or an e-pay border in it. I'm a big fan of herringbone. I love that. Pattern. I love herringbone. Now, do you love herringbone or spine? 
Now, it depends. Here's the, here's the argument that I've had with social media sometimes. The Americans call herringbone spine, and sometimes they call spine herringbone, but there is actually a Parisian. Italians call hardwood parquet. Exactly, right? So it's like, which is which? We're all talking about the same thing, but I'm actually a fan of both. I like spine, which is the mitered versus the overlap. Do you like it when it's butted up and glued or actually the tongues and grooves rerouted into it? I would personally, I'm tugging and grooving it. I'm, I, that's all of our installs. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> and that's respectful because that's how you should do it. Because even though you think it's just the width of the wood, it still requires a tongue and groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my opinion, it does. Right. We're not talking about a certain group of individuals that would put one or two nails. And that's the thing, too. Right. When I'm losing jobs to people, like with regards to certain things, it's like, are those guys rerouting the tongues and grooves? Are they gluing that? They're not. Down? They're not. And that's the thing, right? So, like, yeah, we might come in 20% more, but all bases are covered. Are you preferring gluing all your flooring down? I personally prefer to glue it. Even if they call not to, I like to glue down my high flow traffic areas. So, like, you know, hallways, pathways from, you know, bathrooms and whatnot. What wood glue are you using? Or are you using PL? Type on, PL, depending on what it is. You're not using a, a flooring adhesive? Like a 995 or unless, anything like that? Unless, a, unless the manufacturing calls for that. Yeah, because I guess the wider the board, the, the more they're going to be extreme about which kind of glue yeah, you're going to yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're using 4-inch or 5-inch, then you could probably get away with the, the A PL. lot of people don't glue under 5-inch. I think it's stupid. You should always glue your stuff down. I think but you should I mean, glue everything, man. Yeah, yeah, just glue yeah. the shit out of everything, man. Yeah, but I, you're also doing custom work. Like, you're not just laying hardwood down. You're... You're doing some really nice details. <laughs> we want to make sure it lasts. Yeah. You ever tackle that pattern, that Italian pattern, which is this, it's like a big parquet, 24 inch. It's like a frame. And then there's four diamonds or four triangles. No, in. I, ha oh, wait, what's that called? On the corners? Yeah. What's that called? I don't know what it's called. I thought called. that was British. I think it's Italian, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I don't, I can't the, comment on The name of it escapes me right now, but there's a name of it, right? Yeah. I don't know the name of it. I can't even. I'm not going to just curious because you're right. I, I can't stand American parquet. I think American parquet looks like crap in my opinion. What uh, is it? Five pieces of oak that yeah. are a quarter inch. I mean, if they're larger size, I've <laughs> seen them look better. No. I have one properly. thing I'm not, I'm not for that. I've been seeing is sand and stain on site with engineered. You only get like an eighth inch layer on top. Yeah, that sucks. People that are sanding it. and staining engineer on site. Unfinished flooring engineered. With what like a waste! A eighth inch veneer on top. So of you're it. already eliminating one. You can't do it ever again you after can't, that. Yeah, no, you're done. That makes no sense. No, man. you can, but you can expose the plywood. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing that? I mean, I was put on a job not too long ago where they had that product there, and what am I going to do? Say no. <laughs> Did they screw up, or was that intentional? No, no, that's what they wanted. Because wow. the plank, the planks were five, five and a quarter, engineered, unfinished. They wanted herringbone, so I was like, well, you know. You got to sand it. You have to. Well, it wasn't that. It was they wanted herringbone, but they didn't want to wait the six weeks for the guy to mill it. So I milled it on site, the engineered stuff. And they were like, yeah, just go with it. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> um, you hear that? He milled it on site with the Bosch tools. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> man, Manny's going to love you, man. <laughs> no, no. So that's, I like that's, Bosch. I'm a big fan of it. No, that's a, I've always been a fan of it. And I like their saws. I don't care what anybody their else says. Their barrel handle jigsaw is fantastic. Oh, I fucking love that. Yeah, yeah I, I still too, have actually. my corded one. I love it. I, that's one I use. Yeah, and yeah. I have the little mini one as well, too, the 12 volt. The mini one's sick. It's good. It's cute. Right. It worked, man. It worked. I did that deck for you. I know, it it's saved cute. me, man. It's cute. It's cute. Are you like coping it. with the jigsaw or are you using it? No, I just, I'm not a coping guy. That's the problem. Like, See, I, I'm 50 yeah, 50 on it. Some guys are. Cope, Why are cope, you 50 50? Because most guys are. Because I, I, can, I, can, I can miter a house and it'll look better than coping it. 
This is funny you're saying that because we just had Daniel Vela here, right? Because drywall's got play on it, right? You got an eighth inch. They don't always push the drywall. So if I'm mitering it in the wall. So are you MDFing your crowns or are you popular your crowns? Am I MDFing my crown? Yeah. I use whatever they have, whatever they leave on site for me. Whatever they, yeah, okay. whatever the budget calls for. I mean, I can't, I can't say no. You can't dispute and say no, no, I can't do that. I mean, I, 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 I get a little bit of play, but at the end of the day, if you don't want to pay for it, what's your request for crown? Yeah, poplar, poplar, love it, love it. You love it, eh? Love it. I've always been one that hated hardwood only because it likes to twist, it likes to pull away, it cracks. It but does. who taught you that, Andrew? Or you taught yourself that? Liking poplar for crown? Just over time, just working with it. That's it. I huh? find that MDF a lot of the times, it just blows out. Like when you're cutting it, depending on obviously if you have a fresh blade and whatever the circumstances are. I find there's a lot of room for deficiencies with MDF. That's why I'm not a huge Plus fan of it. Plus if you hit it the wrong way, you're done. Yeah. Like, like uh, combo casing, backband combo stuff. Like yeah. if you use MDF and you chip that edge, like you're changing the whole piece. Yeah. That's just how it is. Or you get really good at dapping. <laughs> oh, we're so, not dappenders. No, no, we're not. So I like that dappenders. So dappenders. Yeah. So that's. So I had a guy. I tried this guy out. He was. Uh, I tried this guy out one time. He was like thirty. He was over thirty, under forty. He's like, oh, I got twenty years experience. Okay, whatever. The math doesn't line up, but whatever. And then uh, <laughs> he comes in and he says his wages that he wants. So he says he wants 35 an hour. I'm like, okay, cool. Can you do this, 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 and that? Yeah, 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 I could do it. Okay, no problem. Comes in, does this thing, you know, quarter inch gaps on the, on the miters. What? You know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Quarter inch gap? Jams, like the casing sitting off the jam and whatnot. Long story short, the guy comes in, there's like, oh, no, we'll just cock it. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not dappenders, but we're carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't last the rest of the day. No, but he would be perfect for insurance companies. Yeah. That's uh, where you learn how to be a dappender. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn. I worked for uh, State Farm Insurance and uh, a couple other insurance companies, and they really taught you how to dap. Can, so you're a flooring guy. So I, I want to ask you a, a question because I've gotten some flack on social media about it regarding flooring and and the wax roll good for moisture transfer or air transfer um, how good over is a it? garage over a garage i'd recommend it a lot of guys are putting it right onto subfloor right yeah. so osb or plywood and then they're putting in about a million holes into it so what is it exactly doing sliding it's gotta the material? Be there, though. that's solid so it's, it's what? gotta be there though don't you have to have it it's that's okay. funny you bring that up well it's I, funny I think... you bring that up because that's part of the obc well, I think there's two reasons for it. One is to slide your material across. I was stunned to find out that this is part of the fucking building code. Yeah, man. I'm there's shocked a flooring, by that. There's a flooring that's, I don't know the brand of it, so don't quote me on the brand or the manufacturer, but it's a five-inch board, glue down, and requires wax paper. You what? Have to rip a so, sec and you have to rip a section of the wax paper to put a bead of glue. You're kidding me. I Who's swear asking, to you. Not. This is a manufacturer's asking for this? Yeah. Like called for what's stupid that's dumb yeah i don't know i can't remember the name of it i can find out for you but i don't know the name well, of let it. me know later on because we can't share it on there now getting but back to that wax paper really it's also to take away that binding of wood on wood and that creaking that's uh, bullshit. it's still taking away that's binding bullshit. i'm sorry but it's bullshit the only time you use wax paper is when you're wrapping the meat <laughs> <laughs> or painting you can have you been to Home Depot for wax paper? It's a hundred bucks a roll. Is it that expensive? I go to my manufacturer, uh, Complete Equipment over there. It's like twelve dollars a roll. You believe that? 
wait a second, what's the difference? A hundred versus 12? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had wow. to go pick up a roll one time. I nearly had a heart attack. Why don't you do another shout out to them? Oh, complete equipment repair? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're no, great. no. We, I know of them, man. They're great. They're open right now, I think. Uh, <laughs> actually, that brings up, so so we got to do a little segment here. What, what, uh, Carlito, what are we doing now? Building code talk <laughs> with Manny. Why is it that it's Manny first does historical and then Manny does building code talk? Because and then you Manny do green does. book at the end. <laughs> Uh, so building code, I want to ask you, Andrew, um, what's the thickness of your subfloor if your joist spans 16 up to 19.2 inches? What's the minimum thickness of your plywood or OSB? Well, I don't build houses, so I wouldn't know too much about it. But based on what I do know, maybe five-eighths tongue yeah. move. That's what I would say. Minimum is three-quarter, baby. What? For a 16-inch up to 19.2 inches on center, that's the minimum is three-quarter. Get this, though. For joist spaced more than 19.2 inches on center, the minimum thickness of plywood is seven-eighths for plywood and one inch for OSB. I never seen I've never seen that. a one-inch OSB in I my have. life. A one inch OSB? P- yeah, PT3 from uh, Timberlock. Really? They have, yeah, P3 subfloor. It's one inch. We we did a whole house in Timberstrand, and that and was the, that's, that that's was the, the fl- dude. It was bulletproof. Really? It was yeah, good. It was it good. It was huh? bulletproof, man. I'm not a fan of yours. Okay, so that was that was building talk with Manny. <laughs> building code. <laughs> talk. Building code talk with Manny. <laughs> Back to Andrew. So. Uh, social media and you're not really all that much on social media so it's carpenter underscore on underscore site you got it to get a hold of you but everything's all word of mouth it's all word of mouth and we don't want you to give up your phone number unless you want to give up your phone number it's on the page it's on on the page right so there is so if you want to reach out and uh, okay so now tell us I'd love to talk a little bit more about hardwood (laughs) go ahead so why is it that you decided to go away from just traditional flooring well, we do straight installs, but I find because we do, um, we're mainly custom new builds that I don't have to wait for the hardwood guy to finish for me to do anything. So if I'm giving you the floor install plus my doors, and I only do hardwood installs if you give me the doors and trim. I won't That's ju- how you've I done won't, it. I won't just do hardwood because I'm not a hardwood guy. I'm not just a But it makes company. sense because now you're installing the flooring and then you can set up all the trim. And I get to square the house off of the tile guys. Yeah, exactly, right? Which is perfect. I like huge, that. Huge, huge, huge. We actually go in before drywall goes in so I can run lines through the house because there's no drywall in the way. And I put plywood starting strips down along the walls. Two questions. Wow. One, I like that. I like getting the tile laid first and then doing the hardwood. Hundred percent. I don't like butting. No, but up he's to the he's hardwood. lining up the lines. He's yeah, I'm squaring button. the house off. Yes. Yeah, but still, when you come and there's hardwood already. Oh there. no, no, no! I agree. No, with no, you, no, no. But the hardwood's not laid. No, no, no. Oh, I'm you're... just laying plywood strips on the, where my starting rows are. Oh, okay. That's and pretty then cool. And that's in the ground, screwed down to the subfloor. It says do not remove because the HVAC guys always pull them out when they do the vents. I cut out for the vents and then HVAC once... guys don't know how to read anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then uh, do yeah, not I, remove, huh? <laughs> <laughs> remove, remove, remove. That's what it said. Um, another thing is, uh, would you rather have the hardwood down or would you rather just have the subfloor? Depends on the doing? painter. The tens and the painter. I so work, if he's spraying I, I, or rolling, it, yeah. So if I know the house is getting sprayed, then I I try to put the house the trim and doors off the floors because I know the painter's life's going to be a lot easier on prep work and whatnot. But if I get 
final say, I'm putting floors down first. Nice. I, I got some flack on social media about that as well, too. I always put the floor, as soon as drywall's done, floor goes down. Yeah, I do too. Stone first, then hardwood. A lot of people yeah. rip on it because they don't want their floors getting damaged. No, but then, then I protect it with rosin paper. I don't go the RAM board. I don't go any of that I don't crap. use any of that stuff. I either. go rosin paper, tape the shit out of it. I tape it on top of itself. So you're not taping it to the finished material, only on certain sections. And then I'm laying eighth inch masonite over the whole thing. Wow. So, similar to how we do it. Right? Because you can drop a hammer at six feet on, no on eighth inch and there's no issues. You Zero. drop it on RAM board, okay. it will go through. And the truth is, I don't care who you are. You are human. You will drop something. Yeah, so you have yeah, to protect oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Or something will go flying out of your hand or protect it, your it assistant's hand. So, yeah. you have to, so that's great that you guys do that. And I do the same thing. So then everything gets covered. Everything gets protected. Yeah, so but now you can do your trim right tight to the... I would prefer doing it that way. Yes. But if the painting contract states he's going to spray the house and there's no floors in the way, I'm not going to make my life easy to make that guy's life difficult. Thinking about the next trade, right? Of course I love it. it. Is, eh? I love that, eh? that you respect the next trade, man. You have to. You have yeah. to. Somebody's got to trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't you give out some more? I get all my work. A lot of my work's referred from painters. Really? You, Front painters, they like working after me. Because, Precision painting. Because you're, yeah, you're actually prepping everything. They love it, right? Yeah, our miters don't need profiles made. They're minimal sanding. Our nail sequences are nice and clean. Two, one, two, one. That's a. You're only doing the caulking. That's it. But you're not doing any nail filling. No, unless it's excessive. Like for whatever reason, if you know the, the gun didn't have nails in one spot, and you know you put five nails instead of two, like yeah, I'm gonna fill those extra nails in. Here's a question for you, Andrew. Do you float? Are you going between 18, 16, and 22, 23 gauge? Or are you staying on one gauge just for everything? Uh, when I do my doors, I hang my doors with 16 gauge. That's the Two jam. and a halfs? Well, depending no, on the opening. Depending yeah, on the opening. We screw our jam assemblies too. We put screws in behind the really? door stops. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. is that? Uh, after shimming, I screw it in. It reduces any, any, any shiftage, anything along the lines of that. Plus, it gets hidden by the door stop to begin with. I like that. Yeah. If it's a loose installation. Yeah. A personal question. When you're laying your hardwood by a door and you know there's going to be tiles there, where do you finish your hardwood or start it? Well, before the house gets even anything gets done, I square the house off. But I usually have my transitions planned for halfway on the door. Okay. Or at least where the stud meets the drywall, bare minimum. No, yeah. I, I like it right underneath the door because if the door is closed, you can't see the tile. And if you're in the bathroom, you can't see the hardwood. Yeah. I love that also. Where do you put the thresholds, the big oaky or plastic ones that you get from Home Depot? Four. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. He was pretty fast on that, by the way. <laughs> and you if and we I do, we make ones. them on site if we have to. If you have to. But have ideally, to. I mean, you want to get clients to choose. I don't even like stair guys setting my nosings. Oh, really? Yeah? No. You do it. Because I square it off with the hose. Beautiful. Exactly, right? So you'll, you'll set up actually the whole nosing, get your flooring all done, bring the stair guy back in. He'll put all his treads in. He'll put in his railings and whatever if the stairs are his, already Yeah, his, his railings. Yeah, no, I no, try no. and do the most amount that I can to make it idiot-proof for the final product. And I think that's why you're so successful because I've, I've been listening to how much work you actually produce and how fast you're actually producing work. You have to have a lot of incoming work. So you've actually built a great rapport for yourself to be able to Thank do you. two or three houses a week. That's a lot of work. We man. try not leaving jobs. I always tell everybody I'm going to come in. I'm going to start. I'm going to get out unless for whatever reason I got to leave, but there's no like starting a job three, four days and then going, doing another project and then going over here and going over there. It's a waste of time. You waste time on setting up your tools. 
and whatnot. I got three sets of tools sold me in one site. I could be here and over there. And I don't have to even disassemble anything, but besides the fact, just try and minimize the bullshit. So what's the success of having so many people interested in having you there? Is it that you start and finish the work? Yeah, we get in, we get out, we, we don't leave. And I treat, I tell everybody the same thing, whether you want to believe it or not. I treat every single house like it's my own house. Is it clean? Yes. Oh, yes. That's my biggest At thing. At the end of every working day, we clean up. Every, end of every working day. So if you're doing a, a 40... We can wrap up all our hoses. Everything gets cleaned you're up. You're doing a $40,000 trim job and you're doing a $100,000 trim job. You're not any different. No, not even if it's a $5,000 trim job. Same thing. Still the same. No caulking, no excessive fillers, making sure everything's supposed to be there. I have to ask. It's just a question. Do you use liquid nails? What the fuck? What? <laughs> I wanted to see Manny's reaction. <laughs> do, you even, do you know what liquid, liquid nails is? I heard of it once and I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever thought of. Li li liquid nails you can find on the short bus, all right? That's where you can find it. <laughs> I had to. Do you see that no, reaction? No, no, we don't use that. Don't use Why don't you explain I, I, what liquid do, nails is? I do like the two-phase glues, though. The miter the bonds. Miter bonds. Yeah. yeah. You could those do all good. those. And then, uh, what is it? Um, for, what, whenever I see it, I keep thinking Aflac. <laughs> the one at Mississauga Hardware. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, yeah, I, I used to be a huge fan and then miter bond for whatever reason stopped working and it was pissing me off. And then they, the sales rep started telling me that there's a shelf life for miter bond or the one component, there's a shelf life. The other shelf is longer. So there's two different shelf lives for the two parts. Well, the components. one at Rex lumber, the miter bond, Appel or whatever it's called, that one has a short shelf life. How why short? It's, why it's so cheap. How short is it? Not like a month? Long. No, no, it's longer than that. You just can't like leave it. Like I wouldn't buy it in the spring and leave it in your truck in the winter. See, that's that the way. problem. And that's what a lot of guys forget, right? Yeah, back to liquid nails. I don't know why you keep on Listen, I've out. used liquid nails. We glue, it's we never glue all of our crown and stuff no, to the wall. Liquid nails. I've, is... I've used liquid nails. It's never failed me. <laughs> I've used it for many things. Uh, we're a lot different. I can't comment on it, so I don't know. I, I'm a lot like you too, though. Like there's projects you have to take on and you need certain products to it's funny i'm them. just looking at you right now you're talking about liquid nails and you're wearing a mars carpentry hat <laughs> <laughs> and by the way you're wearing a saga tools represent hat. Man. yeah i've been going there since all this time since my apprenticeship yeah uh, that's how, I introduce how's, how's the quarantine over there is a drive-by kind of thing or something uh, i was there actually this morning to go pick up some stuff and it was it was all right was what are you cool. doing driving through the back or something no or? you go through the side door where uh where the red truck is Oh, okay. That's where you do. Oh, I gotcha. That's or you call it. in your orders. Was Tony there? Yes, he was. He actually nice. served me today. Beautiful. Yeah, they're all hey. there, right? So, yeah. I love um, that guy. What are you, a type on guy? Type on? Yeah. A lot of the times, if they have it in stock, yeah. You're not like certain guys, like I think you are the same, where you're using one glue for an inside miter, one glue for an outside no, miter, no, one no, glue no. for... No, 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 I'm not a clam clam kind of guy. I'm not of that. No? Just, you don't no, do any of that no, stuff? No, no, no. You put your nails in the right spot, it'll hold. It'll hold, right? Yeah. I, I, do, I do use... Um, Miter clamps, though. Those ones, the Collins ones. I love ones. those things, Yeah, fantastic. Like, Nelson chirps me on it all the time. Like, he's like, what are you doing? This? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? There are, I mean, I wanted to get into this a little bit more. For Collins, they're fantastic. I, I love seeing them. And if you have a customer that's watching, they love seeing the tools I actually tell out. all my customers that I get it at the adult sex store, the nipple clamps. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're kinky, bro. <laughs> one old man one time actually looked at me and he's like, I should get my wife that. <laughs> Are you married? No, no, no. Dodged that bullet last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. How did you veer off of that subject well, so fast, actually, man? Actually, I was going to ask him because he's working seven days a week. He's putting in a lot of time in, in quotes 
quotes, estimates, invoices, paying his guys, you know, his taxes. And How so many guys on. you got? Is it so true? I got usually full time two guys coming in every day with usually, you. usually one guy for sure. I could not even shake a stick and not have to worry about him. He'll show up guaranteed every day. But I'm finding it a little surprising that you're actually shocked that he's showing up. Well, a lot of guys don't care to show up. Really? Of, yeah, man. A lot of guys get a paycheck and they're just like, ah, whatever. I'll show up this week, not that you know, week. You know what? Um, and they know that I need them. That's the thing, though. Like, they know that like, I need guys. But this is even more important. <laughs> You're a very eccentric guy. Now, How do you if I worked for you, I would be happy to be learning from you. These guys have no That's idea. Where I was going. A lot they of guys can't no drop their ego idea to me, what they have. A lot of the guys that I usually that have working for me are older than me, though. They don't so, want to drop their ego. Some of them. I just, drop it all the time. I I, so I do it all the time too. No problems here with that. But I'm just saying, sometimes it's hard listening to someone. So early on, there was a guy that uh, I met through the industry, uh, Lyndon. Lyndon Chambers. Wow. <laughs> Wait a second. Is this a porn name? Hang on. Hang on. This this, this, gets, kind of this, porn gets, this gets better, right? So Lyndon Chambers, and, and he was he had a carpentry company. And a right? big bush. And he would do everything. Big, big black guy, right? And he would do everything. And what is he, um, Honey Dipper Dan? Like, no, 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 no. But, you remember uh, that from Matt TV? But, but, but the best part, like I remember him one day. He actually showed up on a, a neighboring job site. And he rolls up. He always rolled up with a new vehicle. Nice. It was never, I think the only pickup truck version that he had was an avalanche, right? Which had spinners on it and everything like that, right? Wow. So hang on a sec. So one day he rolls up in a 300Z convertible. Two by four sticking out the back? He pulls out his tools. He pulls out his tools from the trunk in the back, right? Wow. Pulls out his DeWalt saw. He didn't, didn't pull out a miter or anything like that. But anyway, on his crew, he had a guy named Rocky. No way. <laughs> and Rocky, because I want to go back to these guys who just show up for the paycheck. So Rocky only cared about showing up on Monday so he can work to Friday. And, but, but the problem was that he had no money on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then he got money on Friday. And basically, Friday, Lyndon would always come up to me and tell me he's like a crack hole. He's like his mouth is salivating by the corners. <laughs> and he's waiting for his paycheck. And he just gets it. And all he cares about is buying as many scratch and saves yeah, as yeah. he can over the weekend. And he's out of money by Monday and starts wow. his whole cycle again. Hey man, whatever you know, whatever it takes. I thought it was going to be a dirty you're, you're story. Being, no, you can't. Well, because of Lyndon Chambers. No. So, but I mean, it's good that you're learning this and you're actually instilling this because my next question to you was that you're going to have to start sharing this to these guys. So I just hired on a 17 year old. I found him at No Frills, actually. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That is weird. Yeah, I was at No Frills. So I'll give you a little story behind. It. I was at No Frills. I was waiting in line. It was, I think, it closed at nine o'clock. I was there at eight fifty. There was a huge lineup out the door, and this kid was serving all these people, and no other cashiers opened a till to get rid of the line. And they were all watching him work. So this guy under his breath is like, you know, he's saying things under his breath, like, oh, these guys are watching me. This is and that's cool. But at the same time, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, have of a course. good day, ma'am, you know, blah, 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 doing his job. I was just watching him. My, my jaw dropped, and I paid for my thing. I just slipped on my card, and I said, if you don't know what you want to be in life, you know, maybe you want to be a carpenter. Give me a call. You know, check my Instagram page out, see if you like it. Called me before the before New Year's. I didn't have anything for him because we were down. It was Christmas time at that point, and uh, he kept on calling me every month, every month, every month. And you know, last month or not last month, maybe like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I took him on. It's for you, man. And Seventeen and eager. And he's hungry. He's Is he hungry. as hungry as you thought he was? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And he doesn't know anything. He's, He's a greener sponge. than green, man. Wow. Eh? Sometimes green. it's better that way. I prefer that now going, seeing the, the track record that I have of having older guys, not older guys, but guys that have a little bit of experience. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. Yeah. So find it. And I even told the kid, I'm like, you know, work for a bit, put you on the books, go through the apprenticeship, do the whole thing. And then maybe, you know, five, six years time after you get your experience, come back to me. And if not, well, whatever. I got a new guy in the, in the industry. Well, I think the older guys that you're hiring, and I, I mean, I hope they're listening right now, is customers hire you for your work. Your... They in my situation, they hire me They hire me for Andrew Pret because of my track record. Right. So I got a name to uphold. But, but what I'm leading to is that they should be doing it your way, not their way. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's why... Who taught you that and how are you making that work? Listen, I've, I've had so many people that I've hired. I've, I've hired so many people. And anyone that had experience, I hate it. All the people that were sponges, they didn't know any other way. So when I walked away, they weren't changing tools or doing it their way. They were doing it my way because they didn't know any other way. It might take them three or four times to do it, but they, was, they do it that way. Though. That's right. How is it working with clients? Do they look at you and go, are you a little young to so, be a carpenter? Okay, so I'll go back when I first started knocking on doors and, you know, getting some phone calls for jobs for new trim. Poplar, we know is expensive. You know, trim a pop house in Poplar, it's like 15 grand between the material and the labor. So it's kind of hard giving a 25-year-old, 26-year-old a check for those numbers. Now, though, having the reputation that I have, not to say I'm God's gift to carpenters, but I mean, you know, I got a little bit of a reputation behind me. There's no issues. Zero. Well, well what I'm impressed with is how much... Like how many houses you're moving that's showing something Well, what I do and a lot of people ask me how do I do it? And I just walk on site I dri before drywall goes up and I just quote the house right there and then wow. and then within 15 20% at the end You know you do your adjustments, but at least they know somewhat what they're in for and literally walk on site like literally Take a drive. Oh shit. The house is gonna get boarded soon. Boom pull over and quote it right on the spot Really? Yeah, you're not concerned that they already got somebody. What's it matter? They got something to judge the numbers off of that's true so you don't mind giving that away? I got nothing to hide. That's something that's I, interesting. But I know my rates are fair. I know I'm actually cheaper than most people. Now, obviously, if you're doing pocket doors, soft clothes, and, you know, M-Tech, tubular locks, and all that stuff, your prices go up. But for generic stuff, like stuff that I know is going to be textbook, I can give you pretty much a price. Even off prints, I can give you a price. That's beautiful. And you're, you're But I took that course, a print course in the union, to read prints. So it helped me. The I RS means book, the, the government standards of pricing. They taught us a course just on RS means. How accurate was it? There's a little bit of tweaking on my end with how you like, do what, what I want and the time that it takes, but it's pretty fair. It's pretty fair. Wow. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty even with everybody else that's going around in the industry. So what are some of the things that you've built that you've actually thoroughly enjoyed and were proud of? Like you're talking about a little more than 10 years of work oh, here man something what's something memorable that i've done i built an arcade one time with a ps4 in it that was for a buddy that was a bit of a that was a good experience but probably one of my ideal favorite 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 jobs was probably for my brother he bought a house he got possession may 5th by may 6th it was gutted it was his wedding gift and i uh, just recessed the whole house for him <laughs> everything got recessed wow wow everything recessed waffle ceilings Recess coffers. So, ceilings. for people to understand, what are waffle ceilings? Picture an eggo waffle on your ceiling. Anything more than four squares basically would be considered a waffle. Anything under is, in my opinion, a coffered. 
Anything under is a coffer. Yeah, so if it's just one big square, it's a coffer. And then if you get into like, you know, different designs and stuff, then I don't know what you want to call that, honeycomb or whatever. I'm at the age where I can't eat waffles. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have to watch out for it. That, that's pretty fucking cool, man. Seriously. <laughs> wow. And then we had a book. I had a house that I finished in the Kingsway. That was in a, the Green Building Magazine last week. It just went into Wow. It. Yeah, that was pretty the cool. Kingsway, yeah, that's a little bit of the hood, eh? That's like right up there with Regent Park. And I got that job by doing the house across the street from that one. Because that's the word of mouth, man. That's how it works. Yeah. Once they see the work, it's done. It's, it's nice having something to show. Like I got three houses that I usually use as my showpiece. The second you walk in, it's just jaw-dropping, panties wet, and ready to go. <laughs> wow. Have you, have, you had a, uh, like, have you had a client come up to you and ask you to actually do a walnut? Like, finish, stain? I don't do the finishings. No, but, but have you... Well, you had to carpenter, though. You had to build it out, right? No, so, no, but I mean, like, the oil finishings and all that no, stuff. No, 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 no. But have you done walnut yet? Have you done... Uh, I've done... Paneling or anything mm, like that? You I've done more oak, oak paneling. I haven't done any walnut yet. I haven't been blessed with that. That's a bigger challenge, you know what I mean? Very the, big challenge. It's all stain grade. You got to know how to hide your nails. You got to know how to make things look good. You can't use filler. That doesn't exist. Exactly. You're so right. You can't use filler. That's where clam clamps come into, you know, they come into play. Stuff like that. Biscuit joining your stuff. Stapling the backs of your casings. Like, there's certain applications for certain things. Crown, right? But you got to pay yeah. for it, though. You, the client has to be willing to pay for that. Of course. Right? It's, so, it's, it's now, mind you, if you're doing walnut installs, clients got so, buckets. Yeah. <laughs> when you're stapling the back, you're using crown staples, right? Yeah. 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 Biscuit join. Yeah. If you can, biscuit join them. It'd be nice. So what's your next tool? Oh, well, other than making my miter stall sand and some jigs and whatnot, I'd probably say the domino. Wow. You really got something for that, eh? Yeah. 100%. What, what made you want to get that? What the was domino? the domino? Yeah. What, what drew you to that? Oh man. Seeing a lot of river tables getting done, waterfalls, seeing just stuff getting laminated, floating shelves, bis uh, dominoing into studs. For stuff like that nice um doing furniture with like you know ipay maple splines dominoed into it sanded yep. down stuff like that you got a lot you got a lot you can do with a domino it's a lot and they're just different sizes. i'm actually too. on instagram though carpenter one he makes these router uh these router plates and i'm jonesing for it you guys gotta check them out i haven't seen them yet no it's they're good? so good for pocket doors you just set it to the depth of the bottom guide and just rip away it's actually a portable router table. I think Wicklow Carpentry has one. He has one, yeah. Possibly, possibly. There's a guy in Oakville that's got one. I've been breaking his balls on the regular for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you just said you came back from Italy. What was the difference in construction from here to Not there? Not recently. Well, recently? All, I was there in the summer. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then it wasn't recent. <laughs> it's different there. Everything's concrete. A lot of their houses are concrete. I did notice that their door assemblies, though, the door stops are on the door, not on the jams. So it's a rabbited door. I noticed that. That was huge. They're big into skeleton keys, mortise locks. A lot of the doors are set in masonry. Very, very, very little hardwood floors in, in, in Italy. And they got That's a lot of hidden rooms, too. Lots, lots. You're generalizing there, No, by the I'm way. serious, because I got, I got a lot of family in Tiesta, so uh, whenever I go there, they always have a hidden room where their office is. It's always, like, I know where they are now, but as, I remember first seeing them, and I was like, oh, this is wicked as a kid. You know, you, you're always blown away from that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it right? it's, it's different. They're definitely different. Did you take anything back from there that you want to use here? 
not to be as lazy as them. <laughs> <laughs> They're laid back. Hey, wait they a second. Like it's kind days. of like it's it'll a, get done. It'll I, get done. I do love that mentality, man. I think North American works way too hard. You know what? I was just about to say that, man. You got, a- you got to be more efficient. It's smart that you're efficient and you're you're looking at your machine and how to maximize it. So then you could actually get more profit out of it. It's good. But the, I mean, the Europeans, they do that. They like to live life. Yeah, you're working to live or live in a work. Exactly, right? right? So I, I, it's a nice balance, but somehow... It just things take a lot longer. They do. It's it's on Caribbean time. Yeah. It basically becomes Caribbean time at that point, right? But it's a balance, man. So where do you want to take your business? I like to just... I don't ever want to get off the tools. It's not my goal. It's not my thing. I just don't want to have to pick up as much slack as I'm doing. I like to, you know... Just have my guys do my seven to three. No headaches, no deficiencies. No one, you know, making puppies in the corner. That's all I want. Seven. It's impressive. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't want to be off the tools. I don't want to be a finger pointer. Definitely not. Well, eventually you're gonna to have to grow the business where you're gonna have three, four crews possibly. It would be nice. It would be nice. But I don't do want to have three, four crews and have headaches and deficiencies. No, no. It, but it, it'd be nice. What if you had three, four crews the way you have a crew right now? Where it, you, it would be fantastic. Right. Then you got a well-oiled machine, and then everyone's happy because word of mouth is just gonna grow. That means you're gonna get more clients. Well, we're turning down work. I don't have the manpower right now. We're turning down. Lots That's a good problem to have. That's a really good problem. It's, uh, it's really it's good shitty. to hear. It's shitty. It's shitty being having to say no, or you have to wait six months for me to come. Like right now, we're booking end of May. I mean, I don't know what's going on with COVID, but end of May, early June, for any, even bother touching any, a new build. How are guys, I guess you found the guy in No Frills there. How are you finding other guys? Are they reaching out to you? Some guys are reaching out to me on Instagram. Again, I'm only on Instagram, so they're just going commenting on any stories or posts that I do. I was on, uh, what's it called? Yeah. You, post, you post a job posting up and people just call in. Indeed. There you go. Fuck. There you go. I had to figure it out. Indeed. Indeed, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. And I was just getting guys that, one, change of industry, didn't realize what they were applying for, or just, you know, don't have any work, just at home. And you want someone that wants to come to work to, you know. They got to love it, man. Yeah, it's a passion. Like, we're not dealing with... We're not dealing with quarter inches forming or framing where you can be off a bit. Like my products, the final product. When I first started, I had one cousin in the industry. He's older. The one thing he said when I got, before I even started my apprenticeship, the trim needs to look like it's growing out of the walls. If it looks like it's supposed to be there, you did it right. And I just base every day on that. I like that too. But not everybody grasps that. No, they just want to go in, put that piece of wood on the wall, slap a couple nails and get out. But it's... Okay, yeah, you put it on the wall, but is it straight on the wall? You know, is it, does, do the miters line up? Is there sanding involved? Or is the painter going to spend half an hour to f- make it look good? How, how is it working with clients, man? How do you like dealing with clients? Or, or actually designers, whoever's choosing what <laughs> the Designers, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> that's a whole other ballgame. Because uh, uh, what, you find that they're clueless? That they don't uh, understand what can Well, they give them? you a drawing and it's like, this has to work. It's like, well, what your blueprint says and what's been built are two different things. <laughs> so nobody did a site measuring. Yeah, like there's a lot of times where you got guys that are coming in on site and they're, you know, they're supposed to be overseeing things. But then you got 80 inch doors that the openings are rough openings are framed to 80 inches. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> all you gotta use is millimeter poplar. That's all. Well, I mean, it's just there's there's a lot of people that are orchestrating job sites that shouldn't be orchestrating. Of course, they should be orchestrating music. <laughs> Any tips for the youngsters out there? If you're gonna get into 
anything, just love it. Just make sure you want to wake up in the morning. Like my job's not a job. I truly, I mean, it's cheesy, but it's a passion for me. I, I truly think that, uh, it's by calling and I just, I, I just like doing what I do. Waking, you up, waking up in the morning is not a struggle for me at all. Like yeah. leaving in the morning is yeah. not, not a struggle. Early morning guy? Uh, yeah, depending on where I am, where I have to be. If, if it's a homeowner living in the house, then, you know, you start your days a bit later. But if it's a new build and it's empty, I try and get in there as early as I can. Nice. Maximize my day. Do you do any commercial work? A little bit, not a lot. I don't really get called in for too much commercial work. Mind you, though, I do know how to do stuff being local 27 trained, you know, hollow metal door frames, set masonry, door hardware, stuff like that. But I just don't get called for it. I don't really advertise for it. I don't do any advertising to begin with. <laughs> it's a good problem to have, man. Seriously. So where do you think you're getting most of your work from? Is it Instagram at all? A majority of it is me walking on site and referrals. So you're, work you're hustling, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I'm driving home, if I see a house that's at framing stage and I know board's about to go up, like if it's roughed in and whatnot, I'm walking in and giving a price. I love it, man. 100%. I sometimes just spend Saturdays and Sundays just driving around. You I are hungry, man. Supposed well, to be, man. I, 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 I like going around the area that I lived and trying to get as much work as I can in that area. And I can give you a better price if I have only have to drive, like, you know, two kilometers to work. So speaking of which, what do you drive? Is it a Ford? Oh, come on. <laughs> I had a Ford found on road dead. <laughs> you know what Ford stands for in Italian? What? Fatta oggi rotto domani. What does it mean in English? It means uh, built today, fuck tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Ford. <laughs> no, no he's driving a Sprinter. Sprinter, man. Brand Sprinter. New Sprinter. It, it, it like pays that? for itself. It pays for itself. My Sprinter's set up to be a full mobile shop. Fuel savings pays for the payments. Um, and I got zero issues with it whatsoever. Brand new? Brand new. Brand new. Are you going to set up a compressor on there? Or like a I'm going to be. I'm actually in the middle of getting, uh, working on getting an inverter so I can have it like completely mobile. As of right now, I just plug it in. I just got a big modular thing set up in there. Yeah. Run an extension cord. Uh, yeah. You can't do that with a pickup truck. No. <laughs> I, had the pick up thing, I had the pickup thing going on before and just with the amount of tools that I have and the, and the things that I have going on in there, it just wasn't convenient. Okay. What color? My pickup? No, I had, the, no, Sprinter. Come on. Black. No. White. White. Come on. Uh, it's going to get wrapped anyways. There you is, go. is that what you're doing? Eventually, yeah. Nice. Yeah, eventually. Mole mine design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, white Sprinter. Can't go wrong. It's fully full mobile shop. You'd be uh, pretty impressed with it. Did you do the whole bells and whistles? You got the whole upgraded package on the camera? Uh, and no, I got the camera. I didn't get the lane assist. The, the lane assist like and stuff. No, I, no. I was impressed with Flo, my painter there. He actually upgraded that. It was like an extra five. I was grand. impressed that it came stock with wind assist. Yeah, even mine has got wind yeah, assist. Yeah, I was man. like, I was on the Skyway one day and I was going. It and, won't blow. It holds itself. Yeah, it right. slows down actually. Yeah, when the wind crosses. That's past why you. I like sprinters. And take a corner, take a corner at hundred, man. No, but the fuel savings definitely pays it's for huge the, for the for the payments. Come on, really? Yeah, yeah, I was getting in my E two fifty about three hundred and thirty bucks a week filling up. So it's filling up twice. Now I fill up once a week, and I'm at about hundred and ten bucks. Diesel or gas? Diesel. Wow. They have better fuel economy than a minivan. How many liters? Ooh. They're hundreds, I aren't so, they? Yeah. I think it's a hundred. I get average on highway like seven eighty, eight hundred. No, no, I mean like is it three point two? Oh, oh yeah, that, I can't. It's a six. That. I can't. I don't know what it is. I have exactly. no idea. I'm not much. Because in Europe, in Europe, they say that people don't like in America and Canada. You know, being a America. six liter or you know a seven liter, it's a waste of power. 
you know, you could have three liters and it's super efficient, right? Yeah. But if I was working in Muskoka on the regular, I'd have the four by four, hundred percent. Yeah, I like I could, I turned too. down work in the winter because I just I knew I wasn't reliable enough to stay up there. I wow. couldn't, I just couldn't go up there. It's a death trap. How do you like doing cottages? Oh, I love it. I love camping on site. Oh, wow. it's the oh. call me. I'm there. I'm there. So you got to be single then. Like I said, I dodged the bullet last year before I went to Italy. It wasn't because of work related or anything like that. Just because you were going to Italy. No, no, we were, <laughs> we were going to go together. I was going to propose when I went there. I was wow. going to. Oh, yeah. To all my friends, I didn't know. Yeah, that's what went on. Um, <laughs> you realize this has been recorded, right? Yeah, yeah, That's good. How did you find... Uh, I had no issues with the person that I was with. She didn't have any issues. She saw the greater good. What I was... My goal was what I was working towards. Don't get it twisted. Like, it wasn't like seven days a week I didn't see the person. It was yeah. just... You know, Monday to Friday, you just don't got time to do things sometimes, you know? It's yeah. interesting you bring that up because Carlito and I have been bugging each other about doing a podcast about significant others and just have that conversation where... They got to be on the same boat as you. They got to yeah. see the, you, the final product. Like, you, obviously, you got to show them they're wanted. You got to show the affection. You, you know, you make your phone calls throughout the day, whatever, stay on top of it. But It's not enough. End, yeah. Like, I was telling Manny, like, uh, you know, I've been married for a very long time. Amazing wife. She allows me to do what I want to do, but... It doesn't matter. Like when you're working that much and you know, you come home and you're working, you're at work all the time. And you have you're kids working, involved too, right? Like I don't got kids calling. either anymore. You know, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in a perfect, perfect scenario right now, to be honest. But you're a hungry guy, so you're going to find other things that you're going to be hungry about, right? So eventually your business is going to be thriving. You're probably going to have a second crew. And then you're going to want to do other things as well, too, right? So I just want to, I want to build my crew so I don't have to be at work, like yeah. on site as long. It'd be nice to literally leave at three o'clock and leave work at work and then just, you know, do your little rounds, see your couple clients and just, you know, that's it. Wrap up the day and It'd still have nice. your own person. Yeah, I just, yeah. So what don't you like about the industry? What don't I yeah. like about the industry? If a homeowner is running the job, their lack of knowledge and them listening to their brother-in-law. Oh, I love it. No, but it's so true. It's, it's so a common true. problem. It's, it's so it's true. Huge. It's, well, why are you doing it like this? My brother-in-law did it like that, or my uncle, or whoever it is they're referring to. I find that listening to your family members kind of screws me sometimes, because it's like, well, they did this. It's like, well, that's not how it's supposed to be done, though. They're not the professional. Yeah, or that's not how I do it. Or the best is, uh, well, I have a budget, and we have to get this done. Well, you might have to add more to your budget, because your budget will only take you this far. And, yeah, I'm gonna, and I'm not going to cut corners just to make your budget work. Did you ever ask what them they what? got approved for at the bank? Well, yeah, that's exactly it. That's the budget. <laughs> but then you got some people that are just, okay, this is what I want. What's it take to get there? Let me know what it costs. But that's the problem is that, listen, when you're ready to buy a car and you've got a certain kind of car and a certain color, that's the car that you see. And that's the color that you see every single day. So as soon as they have that bank budget in their head, and they, that's all they see. That's it. But yet they still have all these other trim details and all this stuff that they want to do. They don't want to get rid of it. They never, ever, clients never, ever discuss, you've got a list of 26 things. They never talk about losing number five, number seven, number eight. They don't talk about any of that. They just keep on saying, this is our budget. And we need to get all 26 of those things done. That's not fair to well, us. Sometimes there's options though. Like if you want to do like a solid wood door, oh, you can't afford it. Okay. So maybe we'll go hollow. Sure. Stuff like that you can do. You, you know, you can't get the ball bearing hinges. Well, we'll, we'll non-ball bearing. We'll just add an extra hinge but to the door. I want coffered in the living. I want coffered in the kitchen. I want coffered <laughs> in the dining. I want coffered everywhere. Right. Sometimes it's unrealistic and it's, it's tough to deal with these homeowners. Builders, not so much. They know what it costs. They know what it takes to get done. They just want to make sure you're not raping them. 
and they're, you're giving them a quality product. I prefer dealing with builders and contractors if they know what to, if they know what's going on, and they give me a little bit of control. It'd be nice, creative control. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, certain, how certain things get layered, how yeah. certain you know things go down. Because like, you perfected the way you want to do it. That's the most efficient, also the righteous way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, like when I get a new build and I'm doing doors, floors, and trim, you know, some light framing and whatnot. I try and take as much control as I can. It's good. You should. Yeah, but I take the painters into consideration and stuff like that. I'm going in there before drywall, marking out outlets, AC, um, central vac pipes, stuff like that, marking everything, so I know like I'm not moving stuff. Or breaking drywall after. Wow, the you're already going in there before they're actually connecting where the receptacles well, are. Well, if the they room. don't, if they, if they're telling me, hey, we want wainscoting, and you got outlets all over the place, and yeah, the amount of squares brilliant. you want don't line up. But wow. not a lot of carpenters do that. Not a lot of people have the time to do that to go in there and go. Well, wait not, a second. They're not treating it like it's their own home. Yeah. No, but you you bring up a really great point. A lot of times I've done wainscoting, and I've had to move stuff, and it's more of a headache moving it after than before huge, huge. so it's a great like if point. it's a little bit okay whatever you cheated but i mean like if they don't want any of their outlets in the center of their squares you got to do the math to make sure it lines up in their so rails. Right. the downfall of that is what happens when there's a stud there now you got to rework your math sometimes you're not going to get four squares on that wall you might have to get six or, you know but that's where a good carpenter comes in they figure it out do the math and figure out the panels at that point 100 what don't you like uh that you're left behind with most often by contractors Ooh. that you'd like to see change. The loose end stuff. So exterior doors, we usually don't do our exterior locks. And a lot of the times it's pushed on us at the end of the job because the guy that installed the door is gone. An exterior lock belongs to the exterior door guy. Yeah. It doesn't belong to anybody else. I know. But you're seeing this a lot. A lot. Really? Yeah. Today that it makes no to sense. Me. It happened to me today. Is it the builder or the homeowner that maybe is trying to it's pull just that scam? It's just usually it's overlooked. The, the finished handle's not put on. Like, obviously, if it's a really expensive door, a lot of times the handle's on it. A lot of the times when they don't put the handle on, I'm s I am find myself doing three, four handles in a house that I'm not getting paid for. Do you think it's because of design? They haven't figured out what they want no. yet? No, the holes are already drilled out. Two yeah. and an eighth inch standard, unless it's a mortise lock. But still, it's, it's push, getting pushed on me. I'm so, assuming that the exterior door guy doesn't have the handle because it's it's taken care of by a different department in the company and they're not going to be on that site day that particular time so then they don't get it done so they and they don't want to drive back to the site so you're already there since you're here can you do it yep but I mean if and you, what do you do you say no when they owe you ten well, grand if you, no, if, if you, you say you since you're on. here then guess what here's a bill and why don't you pay me before I do it so then I, there's no fault on either end here. Sure. Or you can't do that. But then, like you said, you're going to be doing four doors. And how much time is that going to take you to do when it's not like really depending you? on the job, too. If the homeowner was or the client was really, really nice, didn't haggle me, no headaches, no hiccups, no bullshit. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw the handles in for you. No problem because you're good to me. But if it's one of those jobs where it's Hell's Creek, <laughs> I'm going to roll my eyes. As you should. Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet. You want to get paid. They owe you 10, 15 grand. You put those handles in to get your paycheck. How do you like that last payment? Okay, so we don't take deposit. Unless, okay, if I'm supplying the house, I'm getting a deposit for materials. If it's straight labor, I don't take a deposit. I only get my first payment after doors are up. Wow. Yeah. I take zero deposits on straight labor. Just, I know I'm going to get paid and I know I'm going to give you quality. So I got nothing to worry about. Never been taken? Uh, okay, so one time I got taken. Anybody that finishes a house and a for sale sign goes up on it, don't wait for your payment because the second that thing's sold, <laughs> it, your, your money's gone. Yeah. So it's happened to me twice. You can't even put a lien on it. Yeah, you can't do nothing. So that's happened to me twice. It was minor money. It was bullshit. It was enough to cost me it's to not have to answer their phone call again. It was a good lesson. 
like a Bronx tale. It cost you 20 bucks not to deal with that guy anymore, right? Sure enough, he called me back and I didn't answer. <laughs> and he still had the nerve to call you back, right? right? Yeah. Or is he one of those that, listen, you do this job and I'll pay you for the last job? No. Yeah. One yeah. of those things, yeah. eh? Or the best is when you deal with a client, it's like, oh, well, I got all these uh, other projects to deal with. No, but let's deal with this one first. Everybody's got all these other projects to deal with. Yeah. They got so much work going on. Or when you have free time, can you do this? It's like... I'm so just tell them, listen, when you go to the bank and you're ordering another set of checks, because apparently you're writing a bunch of checks, why don't you get the check that you still owe me? And then we'll talk. Fortunately, I haven't had any real issues. Do you like designing your own stuff? Or? I try to do as much design as I can. And what is the go-to? Like, what are you known for? What is it people are drawn to about you? About me? Ooh, like, you must have a trademark of your own. Of some Caring? Kind. Giving a shit? That's a good trademark. That's a huge trademark. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, they, they like, well, my repetitive clients, they know what I'm going to give them. They know I'm going to come in there. I'm going to protect your finished floors before I do anything. I'm not going to scratch your shit. If we do any damages to drywall, it states in our invoices that we will repair it with zero hesitation, zero questions. Wow. If we damage it, if it's a genuine fuck up, like... You know, the door falls on the wall on a finished wall and, you know, the corner of it's embedded in the drywall. Yeah, I'll put some spackle on it for you. No problem. I like that spackle. Yeah. <laughs> well, in our truck, in our, well, my truck, I got dry, basic drywall stuff. So anytime there's a damage, something banging windows, you overbang the window, you know, you see your hammerhead past the casing. Yeah, I'm going to patch it. It's not the painter's job to fix my fuck. Of course. Now, if he's cool and he says, don't worry about it, I'll deal with it. Okay, you're going to get a coffee for it. But I mean, but who taught you that? Was this a Nobody. Nelson? It's just I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have to fix a deficiency that I didn't do. So I'm not going to push that on somebody else and make them pissed off. And then the homeowner's like, well, this guy's charging me to fix your fuck-ups. Yeah, I mean, technically speaking, when you arrive on site, you got most of the time it's drywall. But most of the time, the whole house is empty. If it's a new build, yeah, it's empty. So then you're free and clear to do all your work because other than you, there might be the tile person. Yeah. He's in there doing his work. But if we get into a situation where you have someone living there, finished floors, finished yeah. stairs, you protect. Okay, I had one incident happen to me where finished winding staircase, stained, clear coated, the whole shebang. I was doing a waffle ceiling. I protected the floors with green painters tape. I put masonite in all the treads. It did the job, hit my time frame, hit the budget, got in, got out. Last day, came to take the floor protection off. All the clear coat came off all the stairs. Oh my From the green God. tape? From the green tape. The clear coat wasn't cured yet. I don't know, but I got screwed. So what happened? I refinished the staircase for free. I, As, ate, I ate it. I didn't even to. raise an eyebrow. I, I, I know, but something must have happened there. Either the first coat or the second coat wasn't cured properly and it didn't adhere properly. Yeah, I don't know. Because green, right. green tape had, would never... They had the stairs refinished like four years ago, and then I came in after the fact... So why would it lift up like that? That makes no I sense. I personally think when I was walking on the treads with on top of the tape, it just bonded really, really well. Because mm -hmm. it was there for like two weeks. Yeah. Was it a three-day, nine-day, 15-day tape? Do you know? Mm, I don't know. It was just a regular uh, 3M painter's tape. There's a three-day, nine-day? What, what? Yeah. Well, to properly makes a, seal it makes painter's a huge tape, you're supposed difference. to wet it with a wet rag. And it bonds it. So you get those nice, clean, silvio painting lens. No, the actual problem is that there's another trick that a lot of guys don't share. Caulking, yes, oh, beautiful. I love that. You and know, what that is trick? that? You don't know that trick? How do you not you know just, that trick? Even you just I know that tape trick. a little bit away from where you're painting up. Do you caulk it? You paint exactly. it and you pull it off. You pull it like a mill, like a take it away from like a millimeter. You put the tape, you don't put it right on the line that you want it. You take it away from it a millimeter and then you, you give a light, light dap. Light, light. I and hate dap. I'm just saying, you just light it and then you paint it. And when you take the tape off, it's a crisp, clean 
line. That's fantastic. Unless you're refinishing <laughs> your stair. So I have a stair guy that disassembles his staircases when he refinishes them and puts them back together. Holy crap, eh? If you're willing to pay for that if you're Okay, if you're going to rebuild a car, are you going to just mask things off and just paint well, a lot them? of people think that just capping a staircase is the way to go. It's not. No. If you have an exposed backside of the staircase and you're using that inch and, inch and a half treads, just pop out the shims and slip the treads back in with new risers. Wow. It's actually cheaper and faster to do it that way. So that brings me to our last segment of oh, the show. Oh, wait, 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 wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, do you do your, most of your work inside the garage, outside, or inside the house when you're doing it? If it's a homeowner living in the house, we try cutting outside. If it's you know, weather permitted, most likely in the garage, unless he's got like two Ferraris in there that he doesn't want dust on. Um, I like the story already. <laughs> but if it's a new build straight up, you know, just we're going in there and it's just been boarded, I'm cutting in the house 100%. I'm not coming out of it. You got your vacuums all set yeah, up. Yeah, vacuums are set up. Uh, at the end of the day, we, we, we uh, clean up anyways to begin with. You get rid of your own garbage? If there's swole, well, it depends. It depends on that. There's a bin on if site. If there's a bin on site, we'll throw it in the bin. If there's not a bin on site, I'm piling it neatly in the garbage in a designated area, as stated on the invoice. Hmm. Sorry, Manny, you the- were leading to what? Oh, <laughs> green bug talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do we got here? Under section 20... Oh, hang on a second. Under section 17, 3... Contractor failing to post emergency procedures. What do you think the fine is? Emergency procedures. Yeah. So, which is pretty standard with your safety station. Have a, yeah, safety station. Yeah. Yeah. So if they don't post that, the Ooh. fine's going to be your first fine. Your first fine. A thousand bucks. It's a little speed. I think it's five fifty. Of course, you know that. <laughs> it's five fifty. So your first offense is 550. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, but that's the, the GC or the builder's responsibility, right? That's the GC. Not a subtrade. You're right. It's true. It's the GC's right. responsibility. Yes. Do you ever set up workstations where like uh, at the we beginning have, of the day? We have a PPE box that we bring in on every job. It's got, you know, your first aid kit. It's got a bunch of stuff just for personal safety, glasses, gloves, masks. It's just a tough case that we bring in on every job. It's just there. If you need something, it's there. We're waiting for you. Do you wear glasses at work? Uh, it depends what I'm doing, to be honest. Like when I'm just doing basic installs, baseboards, doors and stuff, no. If I'm routering doors or I'm, you know, cutting on the table saw or whatnot, yeah, I'll wear it. But I've had incidents where I've, I've been injured wearing safety glasses. I was at Ellis Don parking garage cutting, I'm sorry, Pearson parking garage working for Ellis Don. I was cutting... I don't know what the name of it is, but it was braces for temporary fences. And I was just cutting two by fours and the piece came right over the glass onto my cornea. I blinked and I scratched it and I was out of work for three days. Modified duties. Speaking of which, are you always wearing a hard hat because you're a local union guy? Well, and then I got another question for you. <laughs> I'm just, I listen, trust me. My hard hat's in my truck. My hard hat's on site. I'm the Whether last, or not it's on my head. I'm the last person No, but to you know wear. what? You have it. It's there. It's always there. It's always with me. We're always wearing, you know, steel toe boots and all that stuff. Jeans, never jogging pants. What? <laughs> I, I love I'm showing not... my pipe. No, no, no. <laughs> That's how you get repeat customers, especially if they're women. They're like, hey, are you coming back? I find showing up to price a job in work clothes, though, is a lot better than coming in clean clothes. Oh, for sure. 100%. It does. And yeah. Sometimes I'll go out of my way to get changed they... just so I can show up in work clothes. <laughs> yeah. They, they like to see someone on the tools, right? Yeah, like we don't, we don't, I don't sub out 
anything at all. Zero. That's it goes back to it's your name. It's yeah, your brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm there. It's I'm important. on site. If I can leave, it's because I know my guys can do whatever is in front of them confidently. I won't leave if I, if, I, if I don't feel that. It's amazing that you still have a good relationship with Nelson. All my old bosses still called me. Yeah. All of them. It's really disappointing to hear that you have no one that you can look forward to taking your work. That, I got a nephew. He just got, he's two years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, how hard is it to find good trades like yourself? Are you having a hard time seeing uh, these kind of guys? It's not that it's hard. It's just very vast. There's not a lot of guys that give a shit. There's really not. I think there's two things working. Everybody wants to be the finished carpenter guy, but nobody wants to do it to that level. There's a method to the madness to go behind it. And I value, you know, the Timber Taylor, Wicklow, whoever else it is on Instagram. That's I love Timber Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's psycho. I love him. And you can see that they're putting their passion into it. They're, yeah. they're showing up and they're giving everything they got. I got to work with him for a few weeks, actually a couple of months. This guy was reinventing tools. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. not only finishing his job, but he was reinventing tools while he was doing it. Like I, jigs, I made a joke. Jigs, I, jigs. Yeah, yeah. I oh, made a jigs, joke recently jigs, because he, have you been watching his feed where he's been doing his trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked him, Fantastic. dude, Fantastic. When, when, when are you listening to that on MLS, MSL? And he's like, what's MSL? And I was like, real estate. Like, fuck, he's got a bench in there. He's got a live TV, edge yeah, TV. Yeah. He's got everything in this trailer, man. <laughs> I love man. when he does the uh, smoked chickens. Yeah. <laughs> so have you, you know this, right? That he took he's from a, Texas. No. He, uh, he is from Texas. He, he took <laughs> a, a propane tank and made it into a smoker. No I've seen way. someone convert a, an old school flat gas tank into a suitcase. Really? What? That was cool. I got to see Tony at one of the wood shows just recently, like, Oh, months, was he there at the woodworking ago. show? Yeah. Yeah. So I see him and he's with his girlfriend and uh, his wife. Sorry. If he was with wife, his girlfriend. Sorry, he's in sorry. big trouble, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So I, I see him with his wife and I walk up and I say, Hey, it's my furry friend. And his <laughs> wife hit the ground laughing. <laughs> and he's like, Furry friend. <laughs> uh, no, he's a good guy. And he loves to teach. He's not a teacher, but yeah, he loves yeah. to teach, right? And he'll always answer anybody who reaches out to him. Yeah, right? I've, I've, I've shot him a couple messages and instant replies. No, he's very and cool. And nothing about that. with detail. It wasn't short answers or anything like and that. And he's big on stories with the pointing, right? Yeah, so yeah, just. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm doing right now. Right here. <laughs> right here. <laughs> So, you, you know, I got to make a couple Italian jokes. Sure, sure. So, nice. what the hell, really? Why? Do, you, do you like doing the round columns? <laughs> I'm a recess column kind of guy. That's me personally. I'm not a big fan of circle columns. Okay. And the more fluted, the uglier it is. <laughs> my my kind of guy. Fluted is Italian, though, isn't it? Yeah. Does it doesn't from... mean everything that we do is good. I don't know. Are you okay? So the new big trend right now is live edge. Or you... I haven't gotten into it yet. I've been stacking up on some wood. You sound I, like you're interested in it. I I'm... definitely am. I don't have the time. I, I got too much of a schedule to uphold. Way way too many new builds coming up. I don't have time for my own personal stuff. I don't even have furniture in my own room. Like I got oak sitting in my my shop that's just been waiting to be addressed in wow. zero time. Do you do any fire mantles? Uh, yeah, I do some fire mantles. Uh, <laughs> If it were asked for it, yeah, but a lot of times it's a lot of the big thing now is cultured stone. You know, what's that other stuff they're doing now? Uh, Venetian plaster, that's huge now. Well, they've too. been doing that for decades, right? It's just coming even more now, like with the black, with the crushed glass and stuff. I'll take on anything. If I can do it and I can do it properly, efficiently, and not butchered, I'll, I'll do it. I'll take it on. 
If I can envision it and I can build it in my head, I can nine out of ten times build it I'm on the wall. I'm surprised you haven't asked him about Poplar versus MDF. Are you always like? Well, Wayne I Scotty? think he already. I think he already answered that. No. Well, that was for Crown. You asked me about Crown. Yeah, but well, if I'm doing paneling, MDF, preferably. Rails and styles as well. Yeah. Not Poplar. Nope. That's just me though. So you're an MDF guy then? Yeah. With Even. regards to recess paneling and stuff like that, yeah. But everything gets glued to the walls. Like, everything gets glued. What kind of glue you use for that? PL. Wow. Right to the walls. Biscuit joint, all the sills and rails. I just use wood glue. I never have a problem. You teach, don't find teach, the PL a little, little thick? Well, you got to kind of know how to work with it a little bit. And you got to keep you it. You can't just start putting globs all over the yeah. place. No, no. And you got to keep it away from any edges, man. Yeah. Yeah. Or like mushrooms, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like hiding my screws, though. Like behind chair rails Step or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What's your trick, to, if you want to share it, to doing your wainscoting and having the joints where they usually crack? Are he you, just is explained it, that. Is it a, a biscuit, biscuit joint, joint always? Biscuit. Always, always. 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 Biscuit joining. Will glue. it turn into domino eventually once you get it? Oh, for sure. 100%. Wow. <laughs> 100%. So what do you do? Your verticals first and then you do a horizontal? I do... Well... Depends on like what's going on in the assembly of the house, the layout and whatnot. But usually I'll do my bottom, set the height for the base, biscuit everything. So my verticals, my vertical sills and rails, I'll install those and then just pop the tops in. What's your typical height? 36 to start with? I'm a fan of 36. Some people like 42, but it depends on the height of the outlets. Depends on the height of the switches. Like in, I know in, uh, I know in Stony Creek that switches are at. I think 50 inches for handicap. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's high. 50 inches for switches? That's pretty high. No, it's standard is 54. So then they're lower. Than they're a little lower, lower, yeah. For, 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 for whoever's in wheelchairs. I know, but everybody in Hamilton's a little slow anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I like 36. That's just me. I like 36. I like doing four inches on my sills and rails at all times. Three and a half minimum. No bigger than four, though. You don't sound like the kind of guy that would build a... A bookshelf or a build-in or anything like that. Uh, MDF? Yeah, you can do I'll MDF. I'll build anything. I'll build whatever you High want. Density. As long as you got drawings, you know what you want, and you understand that I'm limited to how fancy I can make it because I'm not a cabinet company. Of so, course. Like, I'm, there's certain things that I don't have access to. Yeah. But that's not our thing, though. I'm not a cabinet guy. So if you want a built-in made or an entertainment unit made, go call a cabinet guy. <laughs> yeah. It's a different world, man. Where do you usually go for your MDF? I support Rex Lumber, me personally. They're right there. You're trimming everything, though? I've never been to Rex. You haven't been to Rex? Mine's about to get Really? I'm used to Central and Brenlow, right? Or Doorland. Okay, so... Tony's going to hate me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, Rex, you you pull up into the yard. It looks right out of 1920. Like, barn doors, straight farm. Where are they located? Dixie and Samuel Transport Road. You cannot beat their prices. Where's Samuel Transport Road? Just north of the Queensway. Oh, wait a minute. I've seen the sign there. Rex Lumber. It's yeah, white yeah, and I've blue seen, with the crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Okay, yeah, so I've never been in the there. The original right? owner's still working there. 89 years old. Wow. Rex. Rex. Dominic. God bless him. Wow. You know what? I love that you're supporting all the mom pastors. stores. Rex, they treat me very, very, very well. I've been going there since... I first opened my business up and they gave me nothing but open arms. How did you find them? It was recommended? I found them. I was doing... One of my friends at the time, his dad, they had a water... I think they had a flood in the basement and he needed a couple little random things done. So I was like, we can go to Rona if you want or Home Depot. And he's like... (laughs) 
nah, I'm not going to go there. What the hell am I going to go there for? We're going to go to Rex. We're going to go to Rex. I'm like, Rex? What the hell is this place? So sure enough, we took a drive, made a right, and there's this big curvy road. And I was like, where the fuck is this place? Show up. And end. it's just literally just barn doors with tarps on top of them. Yeah. And all their moldings are inside of it. And I was just like, this is my kind of place. This is, <laughs> this is awesome. All MDF, all poplar. They like, have everything. They everything, everything there, right? Eh? And they'll mill stuff there too. Yeah, yeah. They do. They, they, uh, they'll rotor you your doors if you want, if you give them sizes and swings. Really? I personally don't like ordering my doors. I don't like waiting the two, three weeks. I'd rather do it all on site. There's less wait time. Just bring me my naked doors and I'll make it work. You know what? One time uh, I had a really just, it looked like a basic baseboard. It, it was popular. And they had it. And no, they didn't. Really? And I went around trying to find it. You know, it. they're one of the, and the guy go, mahogany, mahogany moldings. Not anymore though. In stock. Mahogany still? In I stock. thought mahogany was illegal now. No, they what do you mean illegal? In stock. Yeah, it's they extinct. have a small section. For mahogany moldings, like Brenlo, Brenlo has a section and Central has a section. I could have swore that was an extinct wood. Now we weren't using mahogany anymore. No, no. Well, I'll, I look, I'll look into that, that. that. All I know is they have moldings there in mahogany. Very limited, but they're from like the '80s and stuff. They well, kept... what what I was impressed was is that they didn't know who I was. I was only bringing a couple linear feet to them, and they took the initiative and they said, "Come back in two days. I'll have it made." It was out a three sixteenths from other companies. They actually set the routers up. They did the linear feed I needed. It matched exactly, and it was a great relationship. If you go to Metric Woods, they'll mill you your stuff too. You have to pay for the knife, but they'll make you a custom knife. Beautiful. What's a knife cost these days? Uh, I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, like two hundred bucks. Oh, yeah, what's well, a setup, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll mill you whatever out. you want at Metric Woods. You got to have a half decent order. They're not going to do it. For of like course. Months. Or you could pay for it and it doesn't matter. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But. So for the listeners out there that are looking for a trim guy right now and a door guy and hardwood and so many other things, what is the area you'd like to work in? Or I'll go anywhere where the money is. As long as you're not haggling me and you understand what it takes to get to that final product and what I'm willing to do to get there, I'll go wherever it is. I'll go to Nantucket. But what is the area that you like, which I changes the I, price? Because you said if it's just down the street, the price well, will be better. If, 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 if we're in the stomping grounds of Mississauga, you know, square one area, I'd prefer it. That's where I'm from. But I have no problem going Burlington, you know, Etobicoke, Vaughn, Woodbridge area around there. It doesn't bother me. But again, I'll go to Muskoka if you want. <laughs> you ever uh, done any condos? I will not touch a condo unless it's a gut. Wow. Will I not love touch condos. I can't stand it. I will not bother keep, with it. Keep your love on that side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much downtime that no one's willing to pay for. That's all in the quote. It's in the quote, but no, not, you, you get, I, you must be getting lucky because I, I've, I, I've I, only, I hate condos, I have only made money in condos. I hate condos. I choose not to go in them. Like and someone's the like, oh, I want to get laminate done in my condo. It's only like 200 square feet. Call someone else. Don't want it. Yeah. Don't care. It's for a it. headache, dude. Why is I, it a headache? It's a headache up elevator, and down. Elevator, down time. Down. You have to, you know, if walls are longer than 14 feet and your elevator only fits 11 feet, you got joints all over the place. <laughs> Uh, it's all prefab, you knock know, down, You no know, if you talk to the building, they will allow you to carry stuff up in the elevator. There's a carrying room on like top of it. And every building, there is an elevator where you See, can put stuff on top. I don't do top. Condo, so I wouldn't yeah. know that. 
And they'll let you carry large stuff. I know, like, the firefighters out. elevators, they fit, like, 13 feet on the diagonal, but you only get, like, four pieces of molding in there. <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I'd rather not. How do you like uh, the laminate? And, like, I mean, uh, I, I don't I enjoy like laminate. laminate and vinyl uh, only if I get to install it before doors and trim. And what company do you use? And I'll use whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't me. matter to yeah, you, I'm right? not picky like that. What about the new, uh, what's it called? The V? The, um, the vinyl, what's it called? Vinyl technology flooring or something? What, what I'm not. A, I'm not a vinyl guy. I never. No, put but it, all the new vinyl floorings now, they're all. They're they, they're all right. They're fragile to install though, and the are tongues they? are really small. I've never installed. I've never tried. They're, it. they're tricky. If you hit it the wrong way with your mallet, it just chips apart. I just the top, know the top layer peels off a lot of the time. Really? Yeah, they're supposed to be not... pretty durable, better than laminate. But I mean, the only reason I bring it up is because Schluter has a whole line of edging now for that product, right? VFT, I, VTF, or something. I don't know. I always push vinyl over laminate. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's warmer? Water, water resistant. resistant. Any other questions? No. No. I got a question. Go ahead. What do you think about the trim light doors that are coming pre-painted with the oil finish on them? Trim light? Trim light door shakers. They're spraying with oil. From the manufacturer. That makes no sense because you still got to hinge them. Yeah, I know. And you have to put bevels in them. And then you have to oil prime them that to makes get no latex sense. back on. So that makes I'll no give you sense. a little story. I'll give you a little story. Did a job, uh, all shaker doors, inch and three quarters, so they didn't have to get beveled. Painter came in, and I leave the stickers on my doors after I've routered them. Even if I peel them off, I put them on the face of the door, so this way they can still see the instructions, and they don't read them, but whatever. Came in, saw the doors are primed, put finished paint on them. Came back, time for back trim, paint peeling off the door. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the uh, manufacturer just said, you must have got it from our China warehouse. That was, we don't know what kind of primer was put onto it. You have to use, I don't know what the chemical's called. I think it's called Minoxa something. You're supposed to treat the doors. You're supposed to etch them. Like scratch them and whatever. So why no, no, are, they, a, why are they offering this? This makes no sense to I do this. I don't know, but it's bothering me a lot because painters are getting screwed on it because now they have to do more steps. Well, there's callbacks now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we had a house where that one that got put into the green building thing. All those doors, trim light actually took them out of the house and oven baked the paint onto them and brought them back because wow. the painters couldn't paint on top of their door. That makes no sense. That's another gripe that I personally have where I see all these guys setting up all their baseboards and trim whatever out on sawhorses on the lawn and then spraying them with the two coats of finished paint and then installing them and then touching yeah, up all the nail you holes. See all the na you see all I the know. brush strokes, right? I know. This is what I have a problem with. They think it's better and faster. I'm like, you guys are idiots, See, that's man. the downfall, though, with doing your, like we were saying before about having your trim on the floors after yeah. being installed. If, if I'm coming in and the painter's sprays the house and then he wants me to pin nail my shoe mold after the fact you're still gonna see the you still stroke. see so, it everything so. gets built then you get everything masked off and then you prime everything and you prep it prime it again then you vacuum it and you paint it and sand it paint it and sand it i don't like to dap until the primer's on i'll sand everything and I had I'll one painter blow out all the nail holes with an air gun. What? Yeah, Ooh, that was crazy. Wow, that's what I'm at right now. Believe it or not. So I like to prime first. I'll everything. dab after the first coat of priming. Yeah. So what I do is uh, usually it's about a second because I usually give it a scuff, get all the hairs down, depending on what it is. Even if it's MDF, it's got yeah, yeah. furring. I knock it down. I wipe them all down with a rag. I do blow a lot. Not like that. <laughs> Not like that at all. I totally set myself up for that. Um, I love that the carpenters, if it's not me, it's all done. Everything's done and in place. I have 
like three boxes. Do you like temporary hinges on your doors? That's what I was just yeah, reading. We to. Offer that. I have That's three, exactly I have what, three boxes and yeah. they have oh, different I just hinges. All of them. I yeah, so them. I'll put my painted hinges on. I'll get the guy yeah, to you put hang them the door on. With the painted hinge, yeah. And no finished hinge. I just get them to put like two screws in each one. And I spray over oh, I top. See. I can't put two screws. Oh, it's no, okay. On, on the it's temporary fine. hinges. If you, yeah. Oh, okay. And then when it's all done, because usually now it's black hinges and black door handles. Black's and, way to go, man. Yeah. Beautiful. Nothing wrong with it. I'm totally cool with it. But you can never piece, take a piece of tape and cut around a hinge no. properly. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't. And, and you know what? I'm not that kind of guy. I don't want to go outside. I want everything already in place. And it's not really long. Like, Four hours to do a whole house to change the hinges and throw the door handles. If back you're on. willing to pay for it, I mean, we, we small charge that we have. It's not much. We include the hinges and uh, the labor for it, but it's the world of difference. It is, and you don't have to move your doors around them, getting banged up. You know, lifting them off the floor, putting one of those door shims under it, whatever the case. Yeah, be. I got a little pump. I yeah, pump my doors. Nice I love yeah, them, man. The homeowners love Hello, seeing it. Pump. What's your gap on the bottom <laughs> of the door? Do you prefer? Oh, I minimum is five eighths. But what do you prefer? Maximus five eights. <laughs> <laughs> what about reveals? Quarter, quarter dime? You know what? Quarter? That seems a little excessive. No, no, no. The thickness of a quarter. The oh. thickness of a dime. Yeah, an eight. Okay. I'm an eighth. You're an eighth? Yeah. So I got little jigs and Two I mil, have, man. I usually have them in my nail boxes and I'll just go around. Are you forcing guys putting bevels in their doors? I don't like bevels on the doors. Wow, I don't, why? I, I don't. You get tighter reveals. <sighs> I don't, I, I don't know what it is. I just don't, I don't think a door needs to be done that way. Why? I just feel that that's not the I'm old curious. school. That's the first time okay, so that. older century homes don't have bevels on doors. But they have, so, they, so you, you're a fan of big reveals then? It's not big reveals. I want the perfect reveal. So when you paint it, it actually fits perfectly, right? I, I just, I think that a bevel on a door makes a door look weird to me. Every trim guy I've worked with, bevel. But I do want to say something personally. I do large, I love large reveals. I think that small reveals are for blue collar, white collar homes. And I think that the bigger reveals are for more, you know, larger format. And I think it makes it look richer and thicker. Wait a minute. Blue collar, white collar are two different things. No, it's We're talking same. about the gap between the jam and the door. Yeah. Right now, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes if I'm using like I, when I go above white collar, it's poplar. Usually MDF is like white collar, blue collar for me. So that's what's See, like, more I like affordable. trying to save people a bit of cash. So on a poplar house, if I can get them finger joint pine jams and maybe inside the bedrooms and closets, same profile, but maybe finger joint pine or MDF, you know, you save yourself a couple bucks. The one thing I do always do is if I'm building my own jams, it's always poplar for my doors. I personally don't mind the finger joint, but poplar is a lot better to work with. Well, finger yeah. joints are what? They're a little skinnier than five eighths, but poplar is three quarter. Yeah. But the ones that I was referring to, they come pre-primed. The only downfall to them though is when you're chilling them out, the, the finish kind of gives a little chip off. You got to get it It does. Sand. That's what I have a problem with it. And then you try to repair it, but can't. The problem is you're, you're part of two groups that have a microscope on both you guys, the carpenter and the painter. So it doesn't matter what the hell happened all the way up until this point. You have to fix everything that happened up until this point. That's the problem. And I feel for both you, those two groups. I feel because the painter's always asking to be a magician. And same with you guys, man. I just think that the painter shouldn't have to come in and make profiles. Oh, I, mean, I agree. Just come in. No, you're right. I agree. But as a, as a painter, I would rather do my own caulking. And I don't want to use the word I, I, I like hearing, don't caulk the house. 
I, because it's I want to. I'm so used to that because I think that's the painter's responsibility at that point. Well, not only that, I find that trim guys, even though they have great detail, they don't have the same detail as paint finish. Yeah, and I, and I really like hire the cheapest painter just to get the job, and he just puts in like I don't, half inch beads all over your your stuff. Now I only have three trimming. painters, and one of them is me. You, but. Let's yeah. say a homeowner comes in and hires some Joe Blow painter. Yeah, I don't work with those kind of people. Though. Oh, I hear yeah. you. I, I can't control who they choose, but yeah. I know that if I cock the house, I'm not going to have big beads. I know that they're going to be nice. My yeah. stuff's going to look good. Because yeah. I can give you beautiful miters, but if a painter screws it up, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're totally That's right. That's the other thing. If you spend all that time and effort putting everything together properly. doesn't, like, you know, spray the house and the vacuum the floor. The <laughs> only place rounding is necessary with caulking is on a new build home on the ceiling and that's when the ceiling is waves from the horrible framing and someone wants a nice tight cut but it's got waves i'll caulk the top of that and i'll give it 48 hours come back with tape and i'll paint the ceiling and then i'll paint the walls right after and then i get a crisp clean straight line even though the ceiling is wavy i can't comment on that i don't paint <laughs> Not a i don't touch anything other than wood like carpentry I won't move an outlet for you. I won't move a duct. I won't paint. I won't do none of that shit. I'll speak for Manny. He loves wood. <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much, man, for reaching out and asking us to be on the podcast. This has been great. Really appreciate it. At Carpenter underscore on underscore site is where you'll find Andrew and give him a hire or reach out, ask him questions. Or if you're looking for a job and you're hungry enough, reach out to him. You never know. He might hire you. Is that fair enough to say? Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dude, thank you so much, dude. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Carlito. Manny 416 TO baby <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>